This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I do not do any of that at all. Joining me today, he's the co-host of a brand new podcast called This Is Not A Show. He used to be one of the co-hosts of a podcast called Mean Boys. And he's a fantastic comedian who you should go watch tell jokes sometime when that's allowed again. Ladies and gentlemen, Keith Carey. Also joining me, he's the co-host of a brand new podcast called This Is Not A Show. He used to be one of the co-hosts of a podcast called Mean Boys. And he's a fantastic comedian who you should go watch tell jokes sometime when that's allowed again. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Goss. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me today is co-host, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host, just me, me and quarantine solace, and two guests, Keith Carey and Tom Goss. How the hell are you two doing? Uh, we're good. Uh, yeah, we're doing yeah. as good as you can do, man. I love just looking at the webcam of this. It's just like, looks like a Russian nesting doll of fat guys. It's, it's <laughs> each thicker than the last that store inside of each other. This looks like we're absolutely going to yell some stuff about Jews. Like we're not, but that's what the video here looks like. Yeah, we should at least be talking about video games with the way this looks right now. Like, right. Yeah, this looks like gay incel chat roulette. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was just on, by the way. Tom, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm hungover right now. Um, but yeah, no, same old, same old. You're here to party. How's the lockdown going? You two, you two are locked down together, right? Yeah, we, uh, we live together and, uh, Look, I'm pretty over it. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's not bad, but it is it, it is just a weird thing where, like, your best friend just becomes like, oh, it's that fucking guy again. Yeah, I'm a lot to handle if you can't escape me. Yeah, which I'm sure I'm irritating as shit at this point. Yeah, you're, you get moody. Yeah. You're, you're, I'm so brooding. Yeah, you get all sulky and shit. <laughs> Speaking of uh, quarantine and lockdown, we've been recently doing episodes where we talk about news stories that people maybe missed because they're so worried about maybe dying like a bunch of fucking sissies fucking and nerds, fucking dorks. And this is one of those episodes where we're not talking about coronavirus. Take a break, America, or turn on fucking CNN in the background if you can't let it go for an hour. But we're talking about non-coronavirus related news today. Possibly my favorite news story of the year is the first one we're going to talk about. An AI program that had been deemed too dangerous to release 
was finally released to the public this week. It is a program called GPT-2, which already I don't like that. You don't. Like, if you're making an evil robot, don't put T2 right in the name. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> rule one. Don't don't invoke Skynet. Yeah, it just sounds like an evolution of that. And yeah, this is our new evil AI. It's called GPT-2, The Matrix. It's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> It's basically you feed it a piece of text and it can predict the words that will come next. And that doesn't sound that bad. But by doing that, what it's able to do is create these long passages of text that are indistinguishable from text written by a human. And the concerns are that one, it's so powerful that it could be used to basically scam people and kind of just undermine our trust in the things we read, like deep fakes, but for text. And it which, can also kind of like how much trust is left in written media at this point anyway. Yeah, that's true. The the other concern is it can be used to make, you know, like white nationalist manifestos and shit like you don't have to have. Yeah, that's a big deal because most of those guys are illiterate and now they have a way to get their their. <laughs> Their information out there. Imagine and I, being the Nazi, though, who's just like, man, I want to tell the world I don't like Mexicans. This is going to be a huge time saver. I right. got other stuff to do. <laughs> and this is really going to free up my afternoon. Spend time with my kids reading the, el- the protocols of the elders of Zion. Right. You don't have to have the creative flair of David Koresh anymore to write a stunning manifesto to get your friends to let you fuck their wives. Yeah, Which, it used to be if you wanted to be evil, you had to have a little bit of moxie. You had to be a P.T. Barnum type to get people to be like, yeah, let's all let's all go drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I, I'm not even 100 percent sure. Like, what what is what is the like, I get the slight time saver, but what is the real giant benefit? That the world needs this. That's what I don't like. Uh, my favorite novelist is not A.I. Wells. I don't understand why <laughs> why we need this out there at all. Well, the problem with stuff like this is the more it's used and the more information it takes in, the better it gets at the task it's doing. Like there's a fascinating documentary I recommend to people all the time called AlphaGo. There's a game called Go. It's like it's like chess, but older and more complicated. And for the longest time, it was just considered that a computer would never get good enough at the game Go to beat a human because it takes so many human instincts and thoughts to win a game of Go. But this company eventually tried to build an AI version that was good enough to win a game of Go. And it has not been beaten in like 80 some games by all of the world's top go players. And this documentary is basically like Rocky, but for man versus machines where one guy finally beats this machine. And it's like, holy shit, how did that even happen? And with something like this, the better it gets, like eventually it's just going to be spitting out mind comps all over the place. (laughs) And like right now, the barrier between us and a lot of people able to articulate ideas like that is a lot of people can't articulate ideas like that. And this machine does it for you. You just type in Jews and it goes, oh, I know what you want. And here comes your fucking manifesto about the banks. Yeah, synagogues are going to be real bummed out real fast when they type in Jews and hate speech fills all the autocorrect. Um, Exactly. 
it doesn't i yeah that's the biggest thing that doesn't it doesn't seem necessary in any way and it is it is a slippery slope like i don't know i'm not basing my life off of terminator but it it seems like i just there's so much there's so many issues with it there's no real it saves you 30 seconds yeah like the the only thing i could think of that this would be useful for would be to just uh make me unemployed and just write bad television yeah like that's really what it would be good for I'm really excited to like sit down and start my novel, and then the little clippy version of whatever this is. Yeah, we know you, this. Your book sucks. Do you yeah, want it to be good? No, they just start writing my suicide note instead. <laughs> Tom, we noticed you could skip a few steps. Yeah, <laughs> we know where this is headed. But don't worry, there's also some Jew stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> I have an anti-Semitic suicide. You, note. you have a Jewicide note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> it sucks. And when they first created it, the company that created it, it's called OpenAI. They put up a blog post in February and they were like, look, we can't fucking put this thing out. It it will cause some problems. So they released awesome. they released a like limited version of it for research purposes. But then ever uh-huh. since they've just been releasing expanded versions of it. And finally, this week, they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Have it. We're putting it out. Well, well, my prediction is like, or like my theory is like, so them saying like, we can't put it out. It's too powerful and dangerous. That's a hype thing. You know, it's like, oh, you can't see this movie. It's too fucking scary and full of tits. Like, then all you want to do is see the scary tits movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think think it's all just them building hype for their own uh, weird evil machine. The paranormal activity of AI. Yeah, because yeah. it sucks, and I don't know why anyone likes it. <laughs> so, and it's also I I couldn't quite understand. Is it that the more you write, the more you write, the more it kind of grows in its intelligence, so it'll pick up writing habits from people? Well, that's how AI works in general. Is the more information right. you feed it, the better it is, and that's like you use it to make deep fakes. Like that's one of the concerns with all of those. Like, oh, here's pictures of me ten years ago and pictures of me now. Like, that's the kind of information an AI program needs to make a convincing fake video of a person. Because it, it is knows, not, like, how a body ages and, like, how right. uh, at the evolution of, like, the physical form. Good God. Why don't we just... At what point do we just stop trusting everything and go off the grid and become cavemen? Like... I've had uh, this like, idea for a while, and you always yelled at me for it. <laughs> well, you didn't have the idea to be a caveman. You just were almost homeless. That's really what it was. <laughs> my, I think my answer to that would be the same as my answer to when would be a good time to move out of the country. And I think the right answer is like 1992-ish, maybe. (laughs) First World Trade Center bombing. That's when we should have (laughs) split. Yeah, we should have given up on this a long time ago. But yeah, they said they they're releasing this now because it they want to teach people of about the dangers of something like this being misused, which kind of sounds like putting a gun in the living room to teach the kids about gun safety. Yeah, like, that, that's hey Hiroshima. We want you to know that nukes are bad. So here comes the airplane. So yeah, the, I guess it remains to be seen what's going to happen with this program. But maybe we should write a fucking manifesto. I already am, and I didn't have the technology. <laughs> uh, well, no, my question too is like, are they? Who is their market? They're trying to sell this to. Are they trying to sell this to businesses or just lazy children or like that? Wh- who? 
Yeah, I lose our biggest market. I guess maybe advertisers or something. I don't know. Like I don't. I can't picture a really practical application for this, other than yeah, to maybe that's like the most. That's the most mundane, depressing, realistic version. Like I want to believe at least they're selling it to like supervillains or something. But it's probably just like to Nabisco so they can figure out how to put Oreos in me easier. Like, yeah. well, what's yeah. funny to me is they're sitting there going, it's really dangerous. The clan might use it. You know, we don't know who the, the, these neo-Nazis might. And it sounds like that might be their biggest demographic for this thing to sell. Well, my thing, too, is like, you know, white nationalist extremists have never needed a ton of help getting the work. Look, Hitler didn't have any fancy schmancy computers and he got it. done. Well, yeah, that's true. He was a lot more motivated than a lot of these current. Yeah, I, I love that we're becoming oh, back in my day. Nazis had to walk up here in the Snow to hate the Jews. <laughs> he did have all that time in jail to write it, though. He was in prison when he wrote Mein Kampf. This, so now you can write Mein Kampf without going to prison. Right. Yeah. And Basically. also, that book is bullshit. Do you guys know it's in German? It's unreadable. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pictures in it. Yeah. You got yelled oh. at for coloring in it. You want to kick Jews out of America, learn to speak the language first, Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, I don't know. I, like, I feel like what Keith said about this all being hype, like, what if the white nationalist part is part of that hype? Like, their whole campaign is, uh-oh, we hope the white nationalists don't get to this. I think that's what they're doing. Well, what do we find out? It's like a double fake later, though, and all these, like, you know, extremists or whatever, like, download the program to use it, and then they're like, cool, now we can track every like extremist cell and it's actually like government surveillance for all these like hate groups and shit yeah it would probably be a little bit of both if it spits out yeah. something really good for a really charismatic group they might jump in and go hey let's promote these guys <laughs> I, I just think we're one step closer to a computer winning an academy award like the idea of them like like and, and the nominees for best original screenplay are spike lee they cut to him in the audience quentin tarantino cx92 and it's just like a full fucking modem sitting in a seat with a bow tie on it well did you see that caa just signed a virtual influencer like the biggest fucking talent agency in the land just signed this let me fucking Google it to find. Is that the virtual influencer? I think I read about this. Is that like the like the CGI Instagram models, basically, where they don't really yeah. exist? And it's all that's fucking insane. Yeah. The that's like, that's world's like signing most a three picture overall deal for Shrek, but not the creators of Shrek just with Shrek the guy. <laughs> yeah, this it's a virtual influencer named Michaela. Just signed with CIA or C. I mean, CIA is CIA. probably more accurate. She's a government operative with CIA. <laughs> CIA. CAA as the talent agency's first virtual client. And I mean, she's pretty hot. I'll give her that. Yeah. But like who gets to I mean, somebody's getting that money. Some dweeb who like drew her or whatever yeah. is getting the check. So it's I guess good for him. I'm probably I probably look like the guy <laughs> who drew up that girl. <laughs> you look you look like you'd come to me and you'd be like, I developed like a perfect virtual woman. And then I'd look and you'd have just drawn a stick figure with tits yeah, and Microsoft a, paint. It's a toaster with a wig on it. <laughs> <laughs> I only get to use the right slot on my birthday. <laughs> Speaking of dystopian future shit, another story. The Senate just voted to allow the FBI to monitor browsing history without a warrant. So... All that jokey joke stuff we used to post on the internet about the government spying on your computer. The government's spying on your computer now. Which I just assumed they, I mean, they were anyway, right? Like, yeah. this is a formality to evil shit they've already been doing. 
Yeah, I think we spent enough time being comfortable with joking about it on the internet that the government was like, all right, we're just going to do it then. And we were like, oh, yeah, we assumed you were anyway. It's fine. Yeah, it's like it seems like the the cycle is like once any government like overreach or evil becomes just an easy like tweet or like a late night joke. At that point, they're like, oh, we can just do it. And no one cares. Like we've normalized this enough that it can be just part of the fabric of life in America. I agree. I also blame yeah. late night for the fall of democracy. <laughs> 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 no, it's I mean, that's the thing is I do. I do think they were already doing it. They were probably doing it cautiously. Right. And I think, you know, I my assumption and I, I don't know, I'm just an idiot with pink hair who's hung over. But I think that they would use it. My assumption is that they would use information. They'd spy on you to figure out what the deal is, but they wouldn't be able to. I don't know. They can't ar- arrest you on what they find there without a warrant. So my assumption is that then they just go get a warrant, break it like. It would, it, they'd look for leads through spying on you, and then once it's okay, we have something. They just go and go through the due process. But now we we lost that is my my assumption. Yeah, yeah. I think before this, to go through your internet records, they would have had to jump through a bunch of hoops, and now they can just do it and then go from there. So it, I I feel like it turns into a situation where they could go through a person's internet search history looking for something to prosecute them over and right it's also weird that like of of all the timing to legalize that doing it now seems like the worst time if you're the guy who has to go through the search history because you have to deal with not only regular internet craziness but like everyone's weird shit they're looking for during quarantine like you're going through nine million people trying to figure out how to make sourdough bread to try and find one terrorist. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it passed because of coronavirus, because there was this is part of the renewal of the Patriot Act. Thank God. And this is an amendment to the Patriot Act. And two senators, uh, Ron Wyden of Oregon, who's a Democrat, and Steve Daines of Montana, who's a Republican, proposed an amendment that would have blocked this from being enacted. And it fell short by one vote because a bunch of senators just didn't even show up to talk about it, probably because of coronavirus. So they were like, OK, this is a thing that would be hard for us to get through. But if we create a situation where no or not create a situation, but like no one's going to show up to work. Now's the time to squeak it through. Yeah, basically. That fucking sucks. Also, why would they? Are you allowed to just not show up if you're a senator? I didn't know that was. I think so. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, you know, show up when you want to. That's a thing senators and congressmen get criticized over all the time is votes they don't show up for. Yeah, that seems uh, that seems that seems like that shouldn't shouldn't be a thing. You know, uh, like their their yeah. only job is to vote. That's their they're pitching things to vote for and voting. Why they shouldn't they should have to do it if that's their fucking job. Yeah, you would think like that. That would be a <laughs> a fun thing that we could maybe ask them to start doing at some point. Yeah. yeah it's like, hey, have you guys considered actually doing the thing we elected you to? And they're like, nah, we got secretaries to finger like we're busy. <laughs> yeah. Like especially now, like everyone's doing shit via Zoom. Does right. the fucking Senate not have some version of that? Right. Yeah. If I'm doing this on a fucking laptop, they can vote on the future of America on a laptop. Yeah. Set up a fucking app or something. I do love I, 
I love the idea of Mitch McConnell also trying to figure out how to split headphones. Like, all right, well, what if I take one AirPod and then Rand Paul takes the other one? <laughs> yeah, that would be a fucking nightmare. I'd be so stoked to see whoever Zoom bombs. The, the- yeah, yeah, somebody's Zoom background accidentally becomes like classified documents about like, how we authorize torture at Guantanamo. It's just, it's just a photo of Hillary Clinton's naked tits. <laughs> it's just Hillary shooting people in the face at Benghazi. And it's just like, oh, fuck, that was supposed to be a picture of my cat. How about this next story? Rapper Boozy Badass brags on Instagram Live about paying prostitutes to blow his 12-year-old kid and his nephews. <laughs> this, this is a bad flex. This is a bad one of the worst rapper flexes I've ever heard. I, I disagree. Give him father of the year. All right. <laughs> My new favorite Grammy Grammy is, uh, category. You know what it is? If the kid this is such a weird final bit. If the kid was like 15, 16, I think you could look at it and be like, all right, well, I kind of get it. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. 12 is so like there's no way a 12 year old had like the confidence to go get blown by a hooker. You know what I mean? Like. The 12-year-old walked into that room, got scared, and then used the hour to talk about Digimon cards he liked. Like, there's no way. Uh, Now with children today. Children today, they're, you know, it's, uh, oh, we're both nine. Time to settle down, you know? They've (laughs) already trudged through these hoes, you know? This is one of the weirdest old man takes it. Ah, these kids today are too horny. (laughs) (laughs) No, they've all blown out their libidos by the time they're 19. They're they're fucking, they're at it, man. Jesus Christ. My, My concern with this is that this dude has, like, a a long history of being super duper homophobic so i feel a like this happened rapper you don't say i know i know shocking a shocking turn of events i feel like he like walked in on his son playing as the wnba on nba 2k20 and was like oh no get some <laughs> prostitutes in here right now <laughs> he just has like a hooker on how many hookers did he have to call before he found the one who's like 12 yeah i'll do it <laughs> I think he already knows exactly the hooker to go to. <laughs> That's true. He's got his above board hookers and his like yeah. weird shit hookers. You think you think that guy doesn't doesn't have like his own personal phone book of like, all right, this one's good for grandpa. This one's good for child. Like he has them categorized by how weird the shit they'll do is. Right. And shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. He does he, his uh, research. Also, yeah. 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 And, uh, and he did it without that AI program we talked about earlier. All right. <laughs> That's true. This guy figured it out the old fashioned way he put some feet to the pavement and he found some gross hookers these are the things that (laughs) that ai will have to learn about and (laughs) it sucks so bad that like i've just learned to assume that every rapper i've ever liked if i dig an inch below the surface will be wildly homophobic not macklemore dude he's a hero yeah (laughs) okay i would rather i would rather listen to dmx sing about how every gay dude is gross and should go to hell for a million years than listen to one macklemore song macklemore's brave man i don't know what you want Macklemore sucks. Macklemore, <laughs> Macklemore wrote sixty percent of one good song ten years ago. Yeah, and he's out there telling the people that it's okay to be gay and bad at rapping. Well, that's like, good. We were he's all encouraging. Wait, imagine being the guy who hated gay people, and then Macklemore changed your mind. Yeah, me. That's me, <laughs> dude. I would be a way worse person without Macklemore. I'm just saying he helped he helped the nation grow and uh you know you can you can dig as much as you want and you'll find nothing but true intentions. I feel like and, you're and very the, serious about this right now. I'm deadly. Tom is weirdly pro Macklemore. Tom has very few things he supports and they're always surprising. Yeah, Macklemore, Trapped, Nickelback, all 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 the American greats. 
<laughs> Did you say traps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with Trapped, the the band? Oh, okay. I thought you yeah, just so, meant like traps. Yeah, you know, like, oh, movie, shit. Yeah, that too. Uh, Pungy Pit, etc. Yeah. Bear. Because that's cool. This guy's real name is Torrance Hatch Jr., which also kind of strikes me as a great rap name. Torrance like, Hatch is a way better name than Boozy Badass sounds like a like a, a rapper name written by like 80 year old writers who have never really heard of a rap. Like it's uh, it's such a first draft shitty name. Torrance Hatch also sounds like a bad guy from like a, a Jason Statham movie. Yeah. Like he's, 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 he's going <laughs> to hunt you down. This is what he said in his Instagram video. And it's it's a lot. Uh, I'm training these boys right. I'm training these boys boys right ask any of my nephews ask any of them ask my son yeah when they was 12 13 they got head that's how it's supposed to be hell yeah i got my fucking son dick sucked you fucking right yes a grown woman grown super grown checked his ass out checked all my nephews out super grown is she grown she checked me out i know what the fuck she did to them she checked me out that bitch i'm getting them prepared man I hope he said it just going, like that. I love that he keeps going back to super grown. She's definitely like 45. It was super a crime. Anything you were picturing that wasn't getting molested, that's not what it was. She was an adult who knew better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's such a weird a weird thing because it wasn't until you, 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 you said all that where I realized like, oh, yeah, he's not hitting up other 12-year-old prostitutes. To- <laughs> <laughs> his 12 year old kid we call and my boy on epstein's island and get these boys checked out right and i don't know which i mean i guess that's better technically this is a real kobayashi maru of child molestation we've unlocked here yeah, there's yeah. no good answer to any of it yeah and sexual assault either way like yeah i don't think as an adult you can pay a 12 year old to perform a sex act on your kid if you do you at least got to leave the room i would think yeah <laughs> Well, no, you got to, for in order for it to be okay, you got to make the kid pay for it, you know? <laughs> I'll That's concerned. <laughs> Give him an allowance. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you mow the lawn every day this week. Could you imagine getting an STD being a 12-year-old, like... There's no way, like, this, no offense to this guy, just based off of, you know, some some of the choices and... No yeah. offense to Boozy Badass. Yeah, no offense. He doesn't <laughs> seem like the kind of guy who would, I don't know, get, ha- make sure the hooker had an STD test recently or, y- y- like, I-, I think he's just kind of shooting from the hip on... Uh, yeah. Whatever, yeah. So, like, could, that kid could possibly, I don't know, get an STD before before seventh grade. You well, know? you got to train them up on that, too. Let them know how to handle an STD. They're going to get a bunch. Yeah, I'm- I'm teaching my kid how to learn how it burns when he pees. <laughs> he also, in his uh, Instagram live rant, added this part, which makes me think there was some homophobic shit at work. That's why my kids have iPhone 11s. They can watch as much porn as they want. Better than them watching cartoons with two men kissing. So he clearly caught his son watching a cartoon with two men kissing. What what, cartoon, like, what what gay cartoon is there? Oh, uh, Cat Dog. They fuck each other. Okay, uh, I gotta rewatch that. Yeah, they actually just lean over and so they have the same dick, so they just kind of combine on it. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, no, I, I hope his kid grows up to be impossibly gay. Just like leader of the pride parade, just fucking hair made of confetti, turbo gay. Just goes Like the Magic Johnson's direction. kid. Is Magic Johnson's kid gay? Oh, you haven't seen Magic Johnson skid? No. 
He is. You, you should look. What up. is he? Is he just a rainbow in roller skates? What the fuck? <laughs> he's he's uh he's very 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 outspoken. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. It's yeah. two thousand. It's two thousand twenty. I can't say. Yeah, he's fucking super gay. Like, yeah. I, 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 somebody could. But be he super is. Gay. Yeah. Dude, dude, his hats have assless chaps. He's he's. <laughs> He has an assless hat. <laughs> he's he's pretty he's pretty good. And good yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Great. yeah, good for him. And that's that's what I want for Boozy Badass. I want his kid to grow yeah. up to be like Magic Johnson's kid. He deserves it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And honestly, I bet. What what's his name again? Money bags. Boozy Badass. <laughs> okay, Mister Money Bags. It's the Monopoly guy. <laughs> Boozy Badass. I know a good whore over on Baltic Avenue who will check my son out right. <laughs> Boozy Badass sounds more like a drag queen than a rap <laughs> name. I will say. That's true. Boozy Badass sachet away. Yeah. Really does have a flow to it. <laughs> yeah, it does. How about this next story? Spanish smugglers impregnated cardboard boxes with cocaine. This is cool as shit. I hope there's yeah, a well, movie bo- about bo- this. Boozy someday. Badass paid those boxes to fuck those smugglers, actually. It was uh, <laughs> Spanish police recently broke up a drug ring involving 18 people from Spain, Bulgaria, the Netherlands, and Colombia, and seized a ton of cocaine, like a literal ton, 2,000 pounds of cocaine. The investigation first focused on the activities of a doctor who'd been previously arrested for drug trafficking. His nickname was The Surgeon. That's dope. Yeah. That led to the discovery of a larger organization that was smuggling large quantities of cocaine into Europe with the help of the Castañas drug gang in Spain. And what they would do is take legal shipments of pineapples and limes from Colombia, and they would manufacture the boxes and just inject cocaine in between the layers of those boxes, just like a small amount. And it would be like 100 grams, but they would ship like six and 7,000 boxes at a time. And then they would send chemists to extract the cocaine from those boxes, which is one fucking brilliant and two further proof that we don't need a border wall. It's not going to stop drugs. Yeah, that's some like fucking 12th dimensional chess drug smuggling. That's uh, I, I like to, I like to imagine they got caught because the homeless people living in those cardboard boxes all of a sudden were starting small businesses and talking <laughs> about their screenplays and shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's so complicated. I didn't really understand it, if I'm being honest, which doesn't necessarily make it very complicated. I also would love to hear the Surgeon's Rap album because that's a much better name for (laughs) I want Boozy Badass to give me drugs and the Surgeon to drop a great diss. Um, He's probably on Instagram live talking about giving us 12 year old cocaine. Yeah. (laughs) Got a face mask on because he's the Surgeon. Right. (laughs) That's an influencer I'd fucking follow. Yeah, but like if you think of how cardboard boxes look when you rip them open, there's those like little waves. Right. And I guess they were just injecting cocaine into those little spots in the box. Like what happens if it rained? Like wouldn't that <laughs> fuck things all, all up? Your cocaine is. It's also so weird to imagine wherever they're mailing boxes of bananas to that. There's just some weird rocket scientist guy with a syringe there, just like don't, don't mind me. I'm just gonna make sure the boxes don't have any cocaine in them. <laughs> Everybody be cool about it. No one tell the cops. Yeah, I wonder how long this has been happening. Like, are, did they invent this, or did they just read about this on the dark web? And this is how most of our cocaine comes into the country. This is like something. Yeah, because this is the kind of thing 
if you saw it in a movie, you'd be like, that's horseshit. Like, there's yeah. no way that actually works. Because it seems so impractical and over the top. But yeah, there's got to be there's got to be other Looney Tunes ass cocaine delivery methods we don't even know about yet. Yeah. Now I'm imagining just like. I'm imagining like just eating a cardboard box and then just getting amped and fucking like doing coke. It's, it's the image of uh, someone stumbling across that, snorting a box and then going out and fucking partying. They should just put coke in those boxes you get when you move, so you just are able to do it faster. Oh, moving box? Yeah, that would be a great. Yeah, get, so, so what's up, Billy Mays to get on that? That's a brilliant idea. Billy Mays died like ten yeah. years ago. That, Somebody uh, tell the ghost of a reference yeah, from two thousand. Seven to work on the cocaine. Yeah, box. No, no, they'll, fi- <laughs> they'll fix it in post production. Okay, it's, it's, if he's not there, we'll get the Numa Numa guy involved. Yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds like, oh, you too tired to move your boxes? <laughs> try a try a, a coconut. Thug. Fucking, I, I got nothing. All right, I'll. I'll just- <laughs> I I really enjoy every once in a while just watching Tom wipe out, dropping it on the half pipe of an yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, like the, doesn't even get to the ground yep, floor. Yep, sometimes I'm like, okay, there was pieces and uh, yeah, it's not going to be a thing. Let's talk about this next story. For the third time since Trump has been president, the government has tried to tell us UFOs are probably real. And we continue to not give a single fucking shit unless they are down here to remove Trump from office. Well, I, I, I can only I, I refuse to be uh, interested in anything that uh, Jared is Jared. Who's the fucking uh, the Blink-182 guy? Oh, Tom DeLong. Yeah, I don't like anything he's into. So it's uh, that's why I don't give it. That would have been better if I knew the reference I tried to you make. You got it. Well, because yeah. yeah, he was part of like the like the squad or whatever that was like putting pressure on the Navy to release the videos. Right. It's a, I mean, I think it's like you like you're more deeply versed in the weird conspiracy world than I am. But it seems like it's always just been kind of accepted. Like we knew there were UFOs. We knew the government knew about aliens. So the fact that they're telling us about these videos now leads me to believe they know about something way more fucked up that they're trying to, like, keep out of our hands. Yeah. Well, one of the uh, things that Connor actually brings up on the conspiracy podcast all the time in I should have uh, hit him up for the actual reference before this, but. Uh, there's this guy who claims that the government in terms of like cracking down and getting more authoritarian, they're going to do it first under the guise of fighting communism, which we already did. Then under the guise of fighting terrorism, which we already did. And then the next thing will be under the guise of fighting aliens. So it could be them softening us up for that. Like there's some like. It is weird that the Pentagon has done this three times now. And these videos are the same ones they've released previously, but just like expanded versions because they're trying to reassure people that the footage isn't fake or hasn't been doctored. So they're really adamant in saying, look, we don't know what the fuck these are. And And I don't think I just really don't think people are that interested anymore. I think everyone's just really we don't care. Like, look, if you tell me aliens are real today, it doesn't really affect my day to day operations. Like, I think people just are kind of yeah. over it. It's the same. If, well, it's, it's the same feeling I get when someone shows me Jesus in a tortilla where it's like, I don't really. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's, God's a flower. I don't know what you want from me. Like, I like, you know, the, the that's the thing is I, I kind of I, I do believe in aliens. 
But I don't believe the government telling me that there are aliens because they whatever they tell us, there is ulterior motives. And the best way for them not to work on me is just kind of ignore them. Right. This is a sli- I know this is a slippery slope for me, and I think it is for a lot of people where you you get invested in this kind of shit. Then you go down this rabbit hole. And next thing you know, you're wearing tinfoil, you know, even if there is truth and fact and stuff like that there's just always the next thing and you start reaching for it and you reach for it and you reach for it and next thing you know you're completely absorbed by it so i do believe in aliens but i don't i don't know how to give a shit about the government's aliens yeah it's it's kind of a careful what you wish for kind of thing where we could push the government enough to release footage of ufos to the point where they're like all right what if we just release footage of us like testing an aircraft that hasn't been released yet and tell people that's UFOs and then tell them they present some sort of threat that we have to protect them against? Like that's one direction it could go. They could just exploit our constant begging for them to confirm UFOs are real to just fuck us up a little bit more. Yeah, it's just like a false flag operation, basically. Yeah, that actually comes up in a lot of conspiracy theories that at some point the U.S. government will pull a false flag operation involving UFOs and aliens and use it to assert dominance around the world. Which, what so, sucks about that is, like, it would be nice to know when the alien attack comes, at least, like, well, we're the people who got to see aliens. And to know it was all so bullshit by the government is such a letdown. You don't even get the sick enjoyment of, like, well, we fucking got to see the end of humanity. Yeah, that would be a huge bummer. And I think that's the one thing that still matters when it comes to UFOs being here is what are they here for? Like, right. it's it, it's almost different. That it's It's not almost different. It's different than the Jesus thing to me, because, like... If we found definitive proof that Jesus was real, it wouldn't change things that much because people already believe and live their lives according to that. So it's already impacted the world in the way it's going to impact it. The only difference is a few more people would probably go, oh, shit. All right. Yeah, I believe now. Whereas with aliens, finding out they're real is the first thing. But then it's like, why are they here? That part we don't know. Well, they seem to love your ass. They they love... They love throwing a finger out there. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're just here to uh, mine resources from our disappeared children. Yeah. Or just, you know, maybe they want a place tolerant to to gay aliens. (laughs) (laughs) The only ones that come here are the ones who are into anal play. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, that's not all of aliens. These are all just deviants from Venus. Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. One of the interesting things that's come up every time the Pentagon releases this information is that for years, former Senator... Harry Reid was involved in this government project that was basically like the X-Files. They would just go out and investigate claims of UFOs and UFO activity. And he has said on multiple occasions that as part of that project, there's this facility in Las Vegas and that there are items in that facility that no one has ever been able to trace to any earthly origin, any country on Earth. And he even said at one point, if anyone tells you they have, they're lying to you. So I would be interested to know more about what the fuck that's all about. And he said it in this article, too. He basically said 
Yeah, this is like tip of the iceberg stuff. There's way more stuff that people could be seeing right now. And you wonder at what point, I mean, it seems like it is going to be harder and harder for them to keep hiding shit as, you know, kind of information is just more readily available and everything. So at what point are they just going to tip the whole hand and be like, here's all the alien shit we've been holding on to for 200 years? Yeah, I just hope it's not boring when they do. Yeah, I would hate nerdy aliens. I want want my aliens to be exciting. You you, you got to lead with the ray gun before you're like, also they invented a fabric that'll blah 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 like you gotta lead with the cool shit yeah no i believe look i, I even as a kid I, I believed in this shit my uncle was uh an alien yeah <laughs> we all were uh no he, he he was a big believer in this stuff and he wrote a lot of uh like he wrote a lot about it and he was kind of laughed at but they found uh they found a weird metal in his head he said that he because he claimed he was abducted and everyone thought he was just crazy and then they found a like foreign metal in his head. I, I'll send you. I'll send you the link because uh, this sounds like I'm just making shit up right now. So I'll actually send you the link to what I'm talking about. But uh, that is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. So and he he created a like a uh, uh, like a support group for people who've been abducted. This is out in Central. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to get him on a podcast. Uh, he passed we- away. But uh, yeah, um, I don't give a fuck. We'll <laughs> We'll take I DMT. I want to talk to that motherfucker's ghost. Yeah. We'll take DMT and channel him for a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, people from all over emailed him, and some of them were a hundred. Like he thought some of them were full of shit. Right. But, uh, yeah. No. He, there was there was always parallels and similarity to the stories, and this is pre. This is the beginning ages of the internet. Right. It's the beginning ages of, you know, all that. There's, there wasn't mass communication there is like there is right now. There weren't wasn't AI programs. It was... Have either of you heard of, I think it's called Morgellons disease or Morgellons? Uh, I, 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 be- I believe I've heard the phrase Morgellons, more problems, yeah. but I don't uh, <laughs> No, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, as that's, usual. That's, that's, that sounds like the original name for a Benigans is the Morgellons. <laughs> <laughs> It's this disease that causes these fibers to grow underneath your skin. And they're like these red, yellow, and blue fibers. And no one, I think, so far has figured out what they are or where they come from. And there are a lot of people who have Morgellons disease who are like, "Uh, yeah, I was abducted by an alien. And now I have fibers growing under my skin. Does it, like, kill you or, like... I don't think it's fatal. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've never had it because... Looking at alien, up. Like, despite the amount of time I've spent in New Mexico, I've never encountered a fucking alien. <laughs> so there's just, is... just going to be Avatar people soon? Like Probably, the, yeah. Yeah. Like the yeah, blue... Morgellons disease oh, is... Oh, this sucks. Yeah, I'm looking this up. This oh, looks that, like a fucking bummer. That doesn't look the way I imagined it. Yeah, they yeah. look like, like fucking electrical pubes. Yeah, I was yeah, imagining it's... the, like, blue dudes from Avatar. No, no, you had a much more <laughs> romantic James Cameron-ass <laughs> idea. We're in Cronenberg territory here. Yeah. Yeah, it's characterized by small fibers or other particles emerging from skin sores. People with this condition often report feeling as if something were crawling on or stinging their skin. Creepy. Yeah, I don't like that at all. So that's like that's similar to what Tom was talking about, where people will say, oh, I was abducted. And then they show up and there's all this weird shit in their body. And it's like, yeah, maybe you were. Congrats. Yeah. Like tight. We can't do anything about it. (laughs) Like now you just got to be that guy who got uh, injected with fucking alien hepatitis and then go to work. Yeah. 
So let's talk about this Jonah Hill story. Okay. This is this is disappointing to me. Jonah Hill has passed Samuel L. Jackson as the actor who curses most in movies. I saw as this. Determined- is that every movie or is that like, is there like a rate? Because it really, there's no way career longevity that can be true. Sam Jackson has been saying fuck for like 40 years now. Well, the problem is the movie The Wolf of Wall Street, which yeah. as it turns out is one of the most, uh, in terms of language, one of the foulest movies of all time. Yeah, it is like every fourth word is fucking that. Like they really go ham. Yeah, Jonah Hill has cursed 376 times on film, but it's because of The Wolf of Wall Street. Leonardo is Dicap- nine hours long, and all they do is swear. Right. Leonardo DiCaprio is number two on the list with 361 swears. 322 of those are from The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. He cusses 100 times per hour in that fucking movie. That's insane. But Sam Jackson has done like nine Tarantino movies. That's got to keep you up in the running. Yeah, the Tarantino movies have so many characters, though. Right. Well, and there's all these sort of like weird, like sort of micro. I don't know what they're counting as a swear word. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what their what their their barrier is. Yeah, that that's unclear. Probably the traditional like George Carlin seven words. Here's what I'm getting at. The movie Django Unchained, Samuel L. Jackson and Leonardo DiCaprio both say the N word a lot. Is it being counted as a swear for both of them? That is a good question. <laughs> like, like it's it, it's funny, but it's a legitimate like it would it would break the scale a little bit if it's being counted one way and not the other. Yeah, that's a really good point. Right. And if it's not, how dare you? Yeah, because I don't think it should be counted as a swear for Samuel L. Jackson. But All I think right, it- save it. For, save it for your racist algorithm. <laughs> 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 Save it for the Nazi Tron 9000. <laughs> no, I'm saying Samuel Jackson saying that word doesn't bug me, but it should count as a swear for Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is all according to the website Buzz Bingo. So, ah, uh, the hardworking researchers at yeah. Buzz Bingo. In case anyone was worried this was coming from an unreliable source. Wouldn't it be funny if something called Buzz Bingo broke, like if they broke like Watergate? You know what I mean? <laughs> And it's just like we have to take it seriously, even though they're called fucking dorkass.biz or whatever. I mean, that kind of happened with BuzzFeed. That's where true for, with the, the Steel dossier or whatever. Yeah, for years, BuzzFeed was just this bullshit listicle site. And then all of a sudden they're like, also, here's the Steel dossier. Yeah. Well, I did a thing on BuzzFeed where you answer 12 questions and they tell you which secret CIA assassination you are. It's uh, <laughs> it's a great quiz. Uh, Yeah, Buzz Bingo apparently... S- read 35,000 scripts for this, which seems unlikely, but that's what they claim. Yeah. Fourth on the list, Adam Sandler. And the reason I bring up Buzz Bingo not necessarily being that reliable, he's fourth on the list because he cusses 295 times in the film Uncut Gems. And they also list that as the total number of times he's ever cursed in a movie, which would mean Adam Adam Sandler has never cursed in a movie before Uncut Gems. I find that impossible to fucking believe. Yeah, that's absolutely not true. This is, dude, Buzz Bingo is fake news. It's the only time I've ever supported using that phrase. (laughs) Controversial, but you could be right. I'm I'm much more in arms about this than I am about the CIA releasing UFO videos. (laughs) Uh, How about this next fucking story? Chicago woman mauled to death by French bulldog. Was it her dog or did she just run into a fucking fancy dog in the wrong neighborhood? No, it was it was her dog and people at home you are picturing a french bulldog correctly it's about 11 to 12 inches high 
<laughs> weighs anywhere from 16 to 25 pounds, can barely fucking breathe. If one's chasing you, just run for a bit and it'll choke to death. But <laughs> this woman, she got this dog. It was initially bred for dog fighting, which I Weird can picture choice. it taking out another dog. But it had attacked her boyfriend at one point, and he called animal control and had them come get it. And she went and got it from animal control and brought it back. And now, uh, last week, she was discovered dead on the patio of her apartment with uh, bites to her legs, arms, and torso, but none to her neck. But she was dead. It's, like It seems like it would have to bite you so many fucking times to kill you because it's little. And, like, did she not fight back at all? Yeah, it's not that hard to kill a dog. Like, you, you probably shouldn't do it, but if you had to, it seems pretty easy to kill a little Yeah, one. I, I do it all the time. I, I wonder if... I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I wonder if she, while she's being attacked by the dog, maybe she had a stroke or a heart, heart attack or something else unrelated, and then this was just reported poorly or something. Because it doesn't make any logical sense that you right. could. This is more shoddy buzz bingo reporting. Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, honestly, though, I don't know how, based off of the description, it doesn't sound like, how the fuck are you dead? Nothing to the neck. I guess it, it could hit a major artery. Right. And you could bleed out if you did not know how to use a phone or yell for help. It's in Chicago. <laughs> The most humiliating part about this is getting killed by something French. Like, getting mauled by a dog is fine, <laughs> but dying of something French in America is embarrassing. I suppose if it bit her femoral artery, which right. is in your leg, she could have bled out that way. She also yeah. had two other dogs. Uh, one was another French bulldog that was found also with blood on it. And then there was a border collie who did not have any blood on it, who was probably oh, so just like, holy shit, what are you doing? Yeah, you guys are fucking killing mom, dude. <laughs> I, okay, so maybe now that if the bulldogs are teaming up, that's uh, I buy that a little more. Imagine walking in and the dogs are just standing in the corner with that ears back thing like they do when they ate a bag of treats while you were gone, <laughs> except it's mom's dead on the patio. Yeah, we ate a lady. What happened to the dogs? You just got to point to mom and be like, did you do this? <laughs> did you do this puppy very yeah, naughty you gotta got rub, rub their noses in the blood so they know not to <laughs> eat her again <laughs> they're like look i get what you're going for but we love this yeah she was tasty yeah she tastes like fucking murder dude i'm assuming the dog that killed her was put down right like you can't give it too many more chances yeah but the other two i don't know they, they must be in therapy right now for having to watch that shit <laughs> It's like in Seven when they have the guy who's being interrogated who got forced to murder the lady. <laughs> PTSD in this border collie forever. Except they're dumb dogs, so you don't know what they're upset about. Like, Jesus, do you have to shit again? Well, the, the way the cops found out is the border collie went and barked, and they're like, what's that, Lassie? <laughs> Tina got bit to death by bulldogs? <laughs> Round up the farmer and his boys. Yeah, this is just such a weird story. Of all the ways to die violently in Chicago, this is one of the most <laughs> unexpected. Yeah, and even getting attacked by a dog seems like it would be likely in Chicago, but not a French bulldog in your apartment. Yeah. Yeah, this is like getting hugged to death by a mascot. It, it, it's... <laughs> <laughs> if, if I'm this lady and they find me bleeding out with my last breath, I'd be like, say it was a pit bull. Like, really, don't make me go out like a bitch. Frame dead. <laughs> you think she died on the patio because she was trying to get the dog there so she could toss it off that makes sense yeah you want to chuck it over or maybe she yeah. was yelling for help yeah maybe she got bit to shit and tried to get out and then just blood loss kind of passed out on the patio 
Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, watch those French bulldogs, America. Yeah. They'll fuck you up, dude. So the last story I want to talk about, this is such exciting news. Netflix this month has a Jeffrey Epstein documentary series coming out. Oh, shit, dog. This is the last dance of documentaries about people who run global pedophile rings. And I cannot (laughs) fucking wait. Either of you been watching The Last Dance? I have not. I have not watched The Last Dance. I've heard it's good. I wonder, though, like how much Epstein shit is there left to get out that hasn't already been being exposed by everyone focusing on it for like 24 hours a day for six months? You know, I feel I like wonder- everybody has been so on top of this. Like, I, I, I'm going to watch the thing, but I wonder uh, how much new shit there is. I wonder how many names are going to come up because you think they're going to like out people. They're interviewing, I think, nine different Epstein victims for this. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Gonna, now I'm interested. They're going to talk about their time on his private sex island, which I'm assuming should involve the naming of some people who were there. Like, it would be... There's no way Netflix is going to... Netflix is not going to expose themselves to that kind of liability of, like, you know, having somebody say, yes, Tom Hanks or whoever was on, you know, the Kid Fuck Island. Like, I just I was thinking Tom Hanks, too. I know. Isn't it weird that we've all just kind of quietly assumed Tom Hanks is secretly a pedophile? (laughs) Like, we can't just accept one guy as good. (laughs) I've been saying it for years. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I was a Tom Hanks conspiracy theorist before it was cool. You were a Tom Hanks conspiracy theorist before I think you totally knew who Tom Hanks was. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was just Woody for a while. <laughs> like that guy is. Uh... There is a woman on Twitter named Sarah Ruth Ashcraft. Okay. Who for uh, a couple of years now, if you go to her Twitter feed, it is just her claiming she was uh, sexually abused and trafficked by Tom Hanks. Fuck. And oh wow! Because it's like tied to QAnon, people are just like, "Shut up, loser!" Right? But she's got one hundred and five thousand followers, and she has yet to uh, give up on her claim that Tom Hanks is a pedophile. That's why when Tom Hanks got arrested or got arrested, Freudian slip. When Tom Hanks got coronavirus first, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go with the QAnon types. Oh, oh, dude, I, I caught a lot of that because uh, I was writing for uh, for Spade at the time and he did like a video like being like, get well, Tom Hanks. And the QAnon people showed up and they were like, he knows and tried to like make this whole conspiracy out of it. It's uh, it's fucking crazy. The QAnon thing is nuts. It is. And it they keep coming up with dates when these mass arrests are going to happen. And then right. those dates pass and there's no mass. Like Tom Hanks is just back home safely in California making reggae music with Chet or whatever it, the fuck <laughs> they do. It's like the rapture where it's like if you move the right. goalposts enough times, I don't actually believe it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Chasing better files is the new the new doomsday prediction which is it's a weird present we're living in yeah where people were like like the new mind calendar is tom hanks getting arrested right <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm interested to see how much is in this documentary it's also going to talk about the 2008 case where I don't know if you've ever looked into that, but he should have probably gotten like life in prison and, and he got did, house arrest. He, yeah, he got like sort of like released from jail on the weekdays to go to work and shit. Yeah, he got work release and he was sentenced like he was released early. He signed this plea deal and they didn't tell any of the victims that they were signing this plea deal. They right. just signed a plea deal and gave it to him and then told the victims. And yeah, he got like 15 months in jail and was allowed out for work release. 
Which wasn't his work just fucking those children? Like, what What was his day job? <laughs> he was like, a, wasn't he like an investor or something? Like, he was like... Uh... That's the thing. No one really knows where his money came from. He had, like, he sold himself as an investor and a person who would take your money and invest it and make you more money. But he also had one client. He only had one fucking client. What? And that client, I don't remember who it was, but they weren't rich enough for Jeffrey Epstein to be Jeffrey Epstein rich. Right, so there so, had to have been some dark money coming in. One of the theories is that what he was actually doing was running a blackmail operation for a government. They don't, it's never really been, oh, they kind of imply Israel, but who knows? Of course they would I, Most conspiracies that. imply Israel if you give it long enough. Yeah, absolutely. Every conspiracy comes back to either aliens or Jewish people. Like, those are the only two things they can really settle on. But one of the things they suggest he was doing is he would get these like world leaders and powerful figures to his island and they would have these sex parties and at the beginning of the party it would just be like women who were of age and as the party goes on and people get drunker and start taking more drugs yeah the women they bring in start getting younger and younger and next morning you wake up and Jeffrey Epstein's like, hey, guess what we have on tape? Let's talk about it. Yeah, they catch you slipping and then they have like tape of you doing fucking shit that's sketchy. Yeah. So then you're you belong to them, basically. Right. And that's one of the theories about what Epstein was doing. So I wonder how much of that will come up in the documentary, too. Yeah, I'm so curious to see how much of the documentary is actually exposing new stuff and how much of it is kind of like sort of just trafficking in the fucked upness of it, but not actually answering any questions. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that it comes out May 27th, which by the time this goes up, that might already be out. Well, then I look, how forward, would I know? I look forward to hearing Ted Sarandos, head of Netflix, committed suicide on May 26th. <laughs> he's going to stab himself in the back 93 times. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's our episode. Thank yeah, you both man. for doing it. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having us. Uh, what do you have to plug before we get out of here? Uh, we just started a new podcast. Uh, it's called This Is Not A Show. Yep. You can find it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to shit. All the things. Uh, we've also got a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash this is not a show. Five bucks a month. We get to do an extra bonus episode a week. We also did, uh, we did for the first 52 days of quarantine, we did a podcast a day and went insane. Yeah. So if you go over to the Patreon, you can listen to all 52 of those and listen to us uh, lose our minds. Yeah. Uh, That's a I lot mean, of fucking podcasts. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, <laughs> I, there was a segment where I was like, I don't know if anyone's ever podcasted that much and stayed you know, not and not fucking kill themselves. Like that's like Adam. Adam does like fifty two and three days in, in a few weeks. You know, <laughs> yeah. And Adam's got months before he kills himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least. Um, but yeah, you can also uh, you can follow me uh, at Gosca Six on all social media. Yeah, and I'm at uh, at Keith Tells Jokes. And uh, follow me at Adam Todd Brown on Twitter at Unpops on Twitter, Unpops on Instagram, and uh, Patreon.com slash Unpops. We appreciate the support so far. Keep supporting us, please, so we can eat. Yeah, eating's cool. So uh, that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Tom, say goodbye. Goodbye. Keith, say goodbye. Later. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.